Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After Show. Yes, Bing is for doing. And I am here alone doing AfterBuzz TV Mob Wives Season 3. Episode 1, I'm your host, Kevin Undergaro. And in the booth with me is my little friend. Hi, Kevin. It's that, See, that's, that's Marissa. <laughs> yes, I'm Marissa. Now, Marissa, Hello. you us again. are missing out on so much by not being a fan of Mob Wives. Well, I didn't say I'm not a fan. I just said I haven't seen it. Okay, right. True that. Now, I think through the journey of doing this show with us, you're going to become a fan. Okay. I'm going to tell you, last, and again, I apologize for being alone. I, I hate doing the show alone. I know the fans hate it. Um, right now, everyone's coming back from the holidays. So by next week, we'll be fully staffed and, and ready to go. So just please bear with me right now as we get through this. Uh, that being said, last season, I felt was an incredible season because so many real things happened. Marissa, in, in the, I was explaining to Maria, too, as I was watching it last night, never in a, in a reality show have, um, have, this, <laughs> have there been so much um, reality as in this show. I mean, last year, there were some of the characters on the show were actually working undercover with the FBI, so, you know, ratting out members of the family, then being taken away to uh, witness protection. Uh, it's the most real-to-life, a gritty show there is. And, and it sounds to, real serious. It, it is. And, and so 
the only knock on last season was the fact it just went so long. I, I think with these cable shows, we're all mentally geared to 12 or 13 episodes. But to, I think it ended up with the reunion shows. It might have gone 19 or 20. And when you think of a network show, which is traditionally 22 episodes, that's what we did last year. And I felt as though that was long. I think mentally we're all geared up on these cable reality shows for, you know, 12, maybe 14 episodes if you do a couple of reunion shows. So it dragged out, uh, and I thought it got a little anticlimactic because of that. However, I can see why they did it because the stuff they were uncovering was just incredible. So when I went into tonight's uh, uh, last night's episode as I I was watching, I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to watch this. And I'm going to see if this is something that um, I can get into. I mean, obviously, I would be hosting the show. I know we have other people who are huge fans of the show that will host it. And I have to say, I got sucked right back in. Right back in. So much real-life drama. And, and we'll get into it in predictions. But real, real shit going on. And I don't know. I'm sucked right back in. So I want to say that. And I hope, Marissa, you get sucked in too. Now, Marissa, what am I hearing back there? What is Phil doing? Uh, he's working. Okay, so you tell him to lower his volume, please. I will. Just yell, because, okay, fans don't care. <laughs> okay. But I have a question for you. Yes. Was it a great opening? Like, um, was it as big and exciting as yes. for a premiere? It was, it, here's, it sucked me right back in. I mean, I watched it and was captivated all over again, and then when they went, to for the episode itself, and then when they went to the uh, you know the upcoming scenes for the season, as they do on every first episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Go to these shows and the stuff they teased and the, um, the things they're going to get into. And I forgot the hurricane affects them. You know, they end up getting affected by Hurricane Sandy. All right. But that is, I don't know, that's gravy compared to some of the other th- real life issues that are going on within them. And, and it, there's enough in the first episode, I think, to just suck you right in. So anyway, I got sucked in. Uh, I love these girls. I was breaking it uh, down. I know, like, I know last season I had done this too, but I was, bre- I was watching with my girlfriend, so I was breaking it down with her by saying to her, um, how I feel about the different characters. You have Carla, who, who married into um, this mafia lifestyle. Her husband, Joe, um, I guess, worked in the mafia and, or for the mafia or whatever. He was a, he was a thug or a, a wise guy. And but she married into it, whereas Karen and Renee were born into it. Their fathers were bosses, and 
Rene in particular, the father was a hitman, and by definition, you could call him a serial killer because he's killed so many people. So with Rene and Karen, I feel it's in their DNA. Family business. Yes. Um, Drita, I think you had uh, an upbringing that was away from this. Blue call. It seemed like blue collar parents, but she's just a girl who grew up on Staten Island, has that hot Eastern European blood running through her. And I think no matter where you're going to put her, she's just a fighter. But again, not born into it. Not, not, it's not running in her blood. It's not in her DNA. She's just a tough girl. Um, and she's volatile. But I think once she calms down and after she's done losing her temper, you see, I, you see a nice kid. She's, it's, I don't feel it's deeply ingrained in her DNA. And then you go to Big Ange, who is, we all know, is an incredible character and very entertaining. But what I find the most interesting about Big Ange is that not only is her, her family in the business, and not only does it run in her DNA, she wasn't a mafia princess type who, say, was, you know, daddy's little girl and just kind of getting the fur coats and the jewelry every Christmas and being away from it like, say, maybe um, Renee was. Big Ange was someone who would rub elbows with them and work with them. You know, she had a bar and uh, she was always kind of protecting the wise guys. And I'm sure she was always someone they could count on. Uh, whether it was to wash money or hide people, it, it's my guess. So she's interesting because it's not only in DNA, but DNA, but she's also a worker. And I know Karen, from what we hear, Karen was a bit of a worker too. Uh, you know, her dad was Sammy the Bull, and as I said, you know, you could term him a serial killer. But Karen also, from what we gather, allegedly, you know, I think was either selling drugs or something like that when um, when he was relocated for witness protection to the Southwest area. So that's kind of the breakdown of all of them, Marissa. And I was breaking it down for my girlfriend last night. And just to kind of give everyone a, almost a, um, a guide to help you, uh, watch the show. And again, these are just my guesses. These are just my opinions, but it oh, may, really it may help you. It may help you as we watch a show. Now we open opening up with, with Carla, who's always been my, well, I wouldn't say my favorite because I love them all. I think they're all fabulous. Carla's the one that I would, if there was one that I would date or marry, it'd probably be Drita or Carla. So it was interesting we open up with those two. So I see Carla as a nice Italian wife, but this season, much more feisty. And later in the episode, Renee calls her out and says, you grew balls. Um, she was always kind of quiet, a little bit mousy. And this season... She comes out swinging. So she's with Drita, uh, and she immediately starts talking shit about Renee. Apparently, things went down in the offseason on Twitter or whatever. And exactly. And she says to Drita, hey, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of her always being mad about something. You know what? At the end of the day, this is all about to the fact that she is a junkie. She's a pill-popping junkie. And I... I gasped because Renee's not someone you mess with, number one. Number two, that's, those are serious for anybody, for even a civilian. That's serious accusations to call somebody a pillhead or a junkie. That's I was stunned. Um, 
I think, again, this is my guess, that's why I hate not having co especially not having Cam, because Cam and Jesse, Marissa, they knew, they predicted everything right about these girls, and, and I was wrong. So well, you have to take, yeah, 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 so you have to take what I say with a grain of salt. But I feel as though Carla watched the first two seasons and either heard from fans or friends or even surmised herself that she was coming off Mousy. I also think maybe she realizes, hey, she needs to carve out her stake in the show or she's going to get removed or be forgotten or she's not going to be able to monetize it if she's not an interesting character. So out she comes swinging, and I'm surprised, but I think that's the reason why. So Drita, it's interesting because Drita is very protective of her friends, but at the same time she's friends with, she's as close as she is with uh, Carla. I think Carla's her closest friend. She's also close with Renee. So she's even surprised. And she said, well, she ends up bringing the information to, to Renee. And I had mixed feelings about that because I just wondered, I wonder how aware these girls are at this point that they're making TV because you, if you know, Renee is so volatile why would you go to her and say, hey, you know what? Carla said X, Y, and Z about you. And I wonder if that's not Trita saying, hey, this is a good TV moment, or producers saying that. In the past, from what we understand with this show, um, the producers aren't really involved. What I've heard, the inside scoop is, is, is what you see is what you get. But then you wonder inside the girls' heads if they know what good TV is or not. Needless to say... She goes over there and gives all the information to um, to Renee. And, of course, Renee is going to react like you could imagine. But, you know, before I get into the world of Renee, something else interesting happened during this episode. Drita does a commercial for the movie Broken City. Now, have you heard of the movie Broken City? It sounds familiar. Okay. It's Mark Wahlberg's new film with Russell Crowe. It's actually, uh, I'm going to name drop right now, but Randall Emmett, who's someone that... Um, Marie and I work with, we produce TV shows with him. It's his movie. And lo and behold, I'm DVRing over the commercials like every good American is. And I stop because it's Drita. As by design, of course. And there's Drita doing this commercial for Broken City. We're seeing highlights from Broken City, but then we're getting commentary for Drita. And, you know, uh, Maria turns to me, Maria Menounos, she's watching it with me, and she goes, she's really amazing at this. And you know what? She was. She was great. And by the way, job well done to the ad people who hired her because it made me stop the DVR by design. It totally worked. I stopped because I'm, I'm a fan of Drita's. I'm a fan of Mobbys. I stopped, and there I am watching Drita do a great job selling Broken City. I actually want to see the movie now, but she was great. She was natural. She was fun. I mean, you can remember, Marissa, these people aren't actors. They're not broadcast journalists. They're not trained personalities. And it's one thing to be entertaining on camera. It's another thing to talk to camera. We even know that at AfterBuzz. We have some AfterBuzz hosts here who are great providing commentary and insight. And then we have ones who can look right down the barrel and talk straight to camera, straight to the audience. And it really is a different um, skill set. And the fact that, I mean, i be honest, on the watching the uh, um, 
ABC's uh, Dick Clark coverage, seeing, say, Fergie, who's not an on-camera personality, seeing her, it seemed like she wasn't 100% comfortable talking to camera. Even someone as, as, as iconic as her struggled. And so to see Dree to do this, I thought, was amazing. And anyway, now I want to see the movie anyway. And I think it's just a, it's a great advertising technique. It's a great way to stop us from skipping over commercials. Really smart. And, you know, and I'm happy because I know that a lot of the reality stars don't make the money. Some of them do. Some of them on these shows. But on these cable shows, they don't make the money you think they make. They don't make the, the money that a, a, a sitcom star would make or a, um, an actor would make. And as much as you want to poo-poo on that, they are getting the ratings. And sometimes they're getting bigger ratings. So if they're doing that, they deserve the money. But it's nice to see that they're, able, they're going to be able to monetize in these other ways. Because I think this is a great technique. I... Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I know on Jersey Shore they did it, and it worked very well. It works well here, but again, kudos to my girlfriend, uh, Drita. Amazing job. Uh, really, uh, really good. That's cool. Um, I have a quick question. Um, Mob Wives, is that taped in New York? Oh, yeah. Okay, because... <laughs> Broken City takes place in New York, right? And it's and That's it's a cr- and it's a crime drama. It's very organic, but you know, yeah. But kudos to the, all those people for putting that together. You know, the ad people and and whatnot. It was it was great, and it worked out very well. So uh, I want to say that before um, we get into the world of Renee, which I'm so excited to talk about. But before we do, please, you guys, this season of Mob Wives, please go to iTunes and rate and comment on our show. We love it. It helps us. It helps the network. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, same thing. We, we love the comments. They help us along. And if you have questions, if you're not going to write the network, then you can place them there as well. And as we always ask, please, if you're new to AfterBuzz or if you are a longtime fan of AfterBuzz, we, we don't ask you for much. We don't even have commercials at this point. But if you could tell a friend about us, that's all we care about. And we do, I don't know, we're doing maybe 58 shows this winter season, right, Marissa? Yes. Which is incredible. So we're giving wow. you 58 hours um, of weekly programming. Um, and we're not asking for much back. Rate and comment on iTunes or on YouTube and tell a friend about us. And then you've done your job. Okay. So in the world of Renee, Drita goes and gives the information to Renee what Carla has said. And before she even gets that, we see Renee showing off her body, um, how good she looks, how good she feels. She's not dating, but she wants to. And we learn that the house has been broken into. And this is what, Marissa, you're going to love this. So Renee's husband, Junior, last season, her estranged husband, comes back into her life starts to act like a husband, starts to act like a father to their child. And all the time, Marissa, he's wearing a wire for the FBI. Oh, that's low. And we're seeing this on a reality show. And tell me this isn't incredible reality television. Wow, that's crazy. He leaves her a letter 
and disappears into witness protection. Wow. So you cut to this season, and now her house has been broken into. And they went in to the house. They disabled the camera. They knew where all the cameras were, the security system. So they were pros. They didn't steal anything. They just vandalized pictures of her and different uh, small things in the house. And, and basically, it seems as though it was a message from people in the mob saying, your husband's a snitch, and if he snitches on us, we will kill you. Wow. Or we get, anytime we want, we can come into your house and do whatever we want with you. That's intense. So intense. So imagine someone breaking, I mean, Marissa, imagine someone breaking into your house Message, while you're away. They know you're out, at a, you're out at a game or whatever. They come in, they break into your house, they trash the place, vandalize it, leave a message to let you know it's personal. This isn't just some random theft. So now every night you go to sleep, you know someone could just come in there and do something to you. That's scary. So scary. And then the fact that her dad is an old man now. He's in his early 70s. I'm sure he's still working, but he's at the end of the line with his mob stuff. And I think at the point now where his both his daughters are so famous, you know, the smart play, if he could, would be to back away from that lifestyle, if he could. We all know from folklore is that you never are able to get out of it. But she's so vulnerable right now. And just imagine how that would feel feel like. You'd be, right? I, you, all of us would be in therapy. Would I, I mean, I don't know. I'd probably move. Well, yeah, because there's a difference between someone actually breaking into your house just to steal and theft and then also add on to someone can actually kill you too. Yeah, and it's personal. The it's not just... element. Yes, that, but it's personal, Marissa. It's not just I'm going to steal your TV. It's, it's, and it's letting you know... Anytime I want, I can come in here. But you know what? What what is equally what was equally as compelling to me was the fact that Renee and Drita, when she hears about it, they're not really shocked. Renee's like, "This is the part of the lifestyle I get. This is just part of it." You know, it's again, she grew up with this. And Drita, imagine if you heard this from your best friend, wouldn't you be? horrified for your best friend? I mean, Drita felt bad and it's no knock on Drita. It's just the fact that this, these guys have grown up with this lifestyle. So it's, it's normal to them. That's, that's crazy. (laughs) Right. It was, so her reaction was like, wow. Oh, that's, you know, geez, that's really bad. But do you really blame the lady for being on pills or whatever? And I actually think the pills don't, come from that with Renee. I think the pills are coming from all the whole thing of the lifestyle catching up to her from junior and, and, and all, there's a lot more going on than this. I don't think this is the reason she is taking pills, but damn, if there was ever a reason to take pills, that would be it. This is it. But I don't feel like this is it with her. I feel like she's a lot tougher than that. Anyway, Drita tells her what Carla has said. And Renee counters by saying, she sleeps with married men, and she's a whore. So on the one hand, we have Carla saying she's a junkie, and now Renee Connors by saying, oh, yeah, you're a whore who sleeps with married men. So the other thing I want to don't want to leave out before we get off Renee at this point is AJ, her son, who we've seen as this 
quiet kid who seems the smartest and the healthiest, ironically, out of, I feel out of all of them. And Jesse had always said, and so did Cam, that the day would come that they would, well, the son would, would stand on his own two feet and maybe even walk away from the mother. Um, I don't know if that's true, but he's definitely putting his foot down and she goes at him about what the father did. Your father did this. Your father put your grandfather in jail, blah, 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 blah. And basically he's saying, I don't want to hear it anymore because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's his father. And I see a lot of parents when they divorce, they do this. They try to get the kid to pick a side. But more than half the time, you can't get a kid to do that because, you know, your parents are your parents. Right, Marissa? Uh, that's right. Right? I mean, would you take a side against your mother or father? No. Right? You would never, never, right? Because it's just, hey, it's my dad. I know he made mistakes, whatever, but it's my father. And I know the father's probably good to him still, quietly, wherever he is. And, you know, um, if he's even had any contact, we don't know. We, we're told witness protection he wouldn't be able to. I feel that he probably has had some contact with him. But this drives me ballistic because she's all about loyalty and all about, you know, you someone like that. And there's a very a very Italian trait. I know it myself. Um, you're either with you're either with us or against us. And he's not with her on this. So she's pretty pissed off, but I don't think I don't think she has the guts to kick him out of her life. That's the last, other than the father who's old. I don't think so. I think uh, especially an Italian son can get away with a lot. Yeah. Before a mom would kick him out. So, but it's interesting to see him say, hey, I understand he did these things, but he's my father. And I understand that. But it's just interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see him as the, um, as the season goes on. And once again, even he wasn't too concerned with the theft, the break-in. Um, he's a very well-balanced. Dad's a kid I'd love to get in here at some point, Marissa. Interesting, interesting kid. 18 he's years old friend. now, so he's all grown up. Uh, but he's old enough to make his own decision. He, well, now, yeah, he is. And But, you know, I'm sure he's financially going to need her. He'll need for college. He'll need. He'll have all these needs. So... It'll be an interesting dance between the two of them. I ultimately think um, they'll always be in each other's lives, but he very well may be the healthiest thing she has because he does, he's, the father probably gave her everything. I think she's been the mafia princess uh, to some degree. She's used to that. And I think the son will only do that to a degree. So I, I think he's a healthy balance for her. I really like him. Um, well, Dreeter, of course, realizes I've got to take this problem between Carla and Ray to, to Big Ange, who we know now has settled into the matriarch of the show. Um, and over in the world of Big Ange, we see we she's just awesome. She continues to just be so funny and charismatic, um, non-judgmental. So many things about her, and I see why they gave her her own show, but. Um, I feel like her show wasn't as successful as they thought and certainly not as successful as, as this show. Yeah. You didn't really hear anything about no. the afterwards. Maybe, you know, I don't know what her supporting cast is like, and maybe we're getting just enough of big Ange on mob wives. Maybe that's where she belongs. 
I'm not so sure. Or maybe they just live with the fact that, like with most spinoffs, it's not going to do as great as the mother show. Right. But it does enough to, to keep him going. But she's great. She had toenail surgery for um, her ingrown toes, and all her toes are bandaged up. And she said, no, normally they make you do it one at a time, but I needed it all done at once because who has time to be off their feet? And I, I believe that about her because her bar and her businesses were successful before this show. And her house, you know, though colorful and pink or whatever, it's it's a nice house. And we always marvel about her food. The presentation of her food, Marissa, is unbelievable. All of them, by the way, they all do great with the food. Carla, Renee, it's one of the most fun things this is to see is if you're a fan of Italian cooking, which of course... I was like, well, they're Italian. Yeah, it it's amazing. Be. It's awesome. Um, but I think the best is, 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 is Ange because of her background in, in restaurant. So she even has an added flair. And one of my favorite things is to see what she's cooking, what she's making. But she has a son named AJ, Marissa, and we got to know him last year. He had much more attitude. He was one that was embracing the lifestyle. He was embracing being a womanizer. He was embracing the, 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 it seemed like the, what you would think is the sexier side of the of the wise guy lifestyle, whereas a, the AJ in Renee's life, it doesn't seem like that at all. But you cut to this season, and we knew from the news that her AJ was caught with drugs and selling drugs or something to that effect, and 18 to 20 months, 24 months of rehab. Wow. And Big Angie's actually excited that he's that he did get caught because she knows he's in rehab rather than in jail or out in the street doing more drugs and and they lightly touch upon the fact that what pills are doing to and those drugs are doing to those areas like I know in the Boston area it's crazy what the pills are doing to you know it seems like the age group 18 to 35 the rash of drugstore break-ins and um, it's crazy. And Staten Island is no different. And Big Angie's AJ got caught up in that and they lightly touch upon it and how hard it is. And anyway, I just love what she was saying about it. I thought it was uh, typical Big Ange of her, in a weird way, her healthy way of dealing with things. Happy, positive soul. And, and it's interesting. So when Drita brings her all this information, she says, yes, we need to work it out. But she also says, who cares? Why are we judging? If this one's sleeping with married people, that's her business. Who cares? If Renee's doing, you know, drugs or whatever, unless it's really hurting her, who cares? So she has this really, in a strange way, I don't know, a healthy way of dealing with things. And she's a very positive soul. She's definitely someone we, I, I'd love to hang out with at some point. I'd actually love to hang out with all these girls. I love them, um, which maybe says a lot about me, Marissa. <laughs> out of all of them, who would you like to hang out with the most? Uh, it's hard to say. I love them. You know, it's like picking your kids. <laughs> I could, I, You can't say. I like them all for different reasons, but I would love to hang out with any of them. In fact, I've had chances, I mean, just because of different events that, but I'm, oh, I always chicken out when, <laughs> when but um, 
I'd have to say, you know, maybe it would be for a night out in the town, there'd be certain ones I'd want to be with. If it was dinner, it'd be others. Maybe seeing a movie would be others. I don't know. I love them all for different reasons. Uh, new character comes in. Love. And Love, I think, Majowski. And we find out that she was engaged to the head of a group called the Untouchables. Uh, Marissa, you'll love this. Uh, allegedly based the movie Gone in 60 Seconds on. They ran the biggest car theft ring in the world. Oh, wow. Her, uh, the guy she was engaged to. So we see her, like Carla, marrying into it. However, however, she's very much capable, from what we understand, of criminal activity in her own right. Because she talks about her last boyfriend <laughs> that she poisoned, stabbed, pulled a gun on, beat. Um, and she says, which we hear from all of them, with the except, pretty much with the exception of Carla, every, and Big Ange. And I think Big Ange, because she's so secure with herself, she doesn't have to be threatening. But... And she's also, I think, smarter politically because she's older, she's wiser. But every one of them says, you do not want to go to war with me. And sure enough, of course, love does not let us down because she says, you do not want to go to war with me. But hearing all those different things makes me believe, I don't think I want to go to war with love. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't think I do. <laughs> and and no surprise, in her past, she had problems with Renee. Because Renee thinks that Love slept with her husband, Junior. Now, they're going to end up bumping into each other at the Drunken Monkey, which seemed like it had a little bit of a facelift. Maybe Big Ange, a little more famous, a little more money, spruces the place up. I have to think the Drunken Monkey is hopping now as a tourist attraction. And as these weeks go on, I want to look more into these things. But... Love and Renee have their moment. It seems like they make a truce of some kind. I feel like Junior probably did sleep with her. It sounded like it. It sounded like he liked her, but it sounded like he probably did. I I feel like it probably went down. Um, anyway, past is past. Maybe they'll be able to get along now, but I love the idea of throwing love into the soup. I feel we talked about with Jersey Shore. I wish, you know, Unit and Ryder and some of these other characters they started bringing in, I think would have freshened the show up because those people all had something, would have had something to prove. They're not being protective of themselves. I like the idea we're bringing in people, especially if they're legit. And this love seems legit. So it'll be interesting to see what she provides us as the year goes on. And then we briefly touch on Ramona. Um, And I know, Marissa, I know we're short on time. Ramona, we know Ramona's husband. So, excuse me, Ramona's boyfriend. She was dating last year, and in the middle and early on in the season, Marissa, boyfriend gets arrested. Uh, of course. And he's still in jail. So now she's got she's raising the two girls on her own. The first husband basically walked out on them. He was a, a wise guy. He walked out and left them with nothing. And she says, we're going to have to get an apartment together. And it was nice. The one daughter says, I don't care as long as we have each other. So it was nice. But she's very feisty in her own right. And she has had major problems with Carla and other people. So I think as the season progresses, 
she's going to be equally as feisty. And again, if I'm her, I would be feisty because if you, you've been pushed into an apartment, you know, you have to make your mark on this show. I mean, I hate, we're not bad girls club over here where it's the job is to be the baddest bitch in the house, but you do need to stand out and make good television. And on this show, it's being dramatic, it's being feisty, you know, it's getting in the mix. Uh, well, we finally get to the brunch that Big Ange throws to create the peace between Renee and Carla. And the two of them go at it. And I feel as though each side let the other side speak, which I was surprised, more than what we've seen in the past. And Carla comes out strong and at one point even wielding a knife. Not like she's point, she's not pointing the knife like I'm going to stab you with this, but she's motioning with the knife as she's talking. And Renee, of course, says, drop the knife, drop the knife while you're talking to me, but not like she's scared. She's saying, drop it or I'm going to pick up a knife or a gun or, you know, we're going to escalate this. But Carla does show some, quote, balls, end quote, that we haven't seen in past seasons. She comes out really strong and says, you're a junkie and a pill popper, and this is what creates the psychosis around you. This is why you react to everyone. This is why you're always so angry. This is why you have these crazy mood swings. This is why one minute you love us and the next day you don't. By the way, kind of an Italian thing, guys. Unfortunately, that's, you know, one minute you're in the graces and it's all good and you're nominated for sainthood. And then the next day. It's true. Yeah, you're the dirty (laughs) dog. Um, But now just imagine when you are abusing substances, then of course all that stuff gets heightened. Which, by the way, and I'll digress for a second, but I was walking my dog with my girlfriend and she was a little, hung, she was slightly hungover and she was being so cranky and moody and all these things. And I said to her, you know, this is the after effects of alcohol, like any drug. And people don't realize this, whether it's marijuana or pills or whatever, you do have after effects. They're very subtle, but they're there. So now imagine if she is, in fact, taking all those pills, which I don't see why they would be making that up. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, why do you think it's more pills rather than alcohol in that area? Because Is pills are easy. Area? They're easy. Okay. They're easy. Less of a hangover rate with them, which is scary because you just end up taking more. And that's why the problem just gets worse and worse. Um, we'll get into predictions, what's going to happen with these pills. Um, thing is with... <laughs> I'm going to, I want to, let me finish off Renee and Carla, and then I want to get into my thoughts with the pills. But Carla gets called off for cheating with these married men, and she denies it vehemently. But uh, again, watching with my girlfriend, watching with a girl, my girlfriend's convinced that Carla, whether you care or not, probably did sleep with this married guy or these married guys. Um, just by the way she countered. Now, God, let's see, I'm looking at my notes. Jeez, I don't know. I don't have it in my notes here. I'm sorry. It was, I should have written it down. But there were a couple of things that indicated the way she defended herself indicated that more than likely she did. And by the way, I'm with Big Inch. Who cares? That's her business. Unless she slept with Junior, which I don't think she did. That's her business. And you don't know if those relationships that had run their course or whatever. And obviously the girl's lonely because her 
guy's been away for all that time. I mean, you never can judge until you're in the person's shoes. So whether she did or didn't, it, it doesn't matter to me. Um, and as far as calling Renee a junkie, well, I don't think that's right either. I think if you're the person's friend, you say, hey, you have a problem with pills, and this isn't you talking. It's the pills talking. But to call a person a junkie on you know, national, international television, it's not so cool because um, for a whole host of reasons. I agree. I think it's, it's the way you go about it and how you um, – it's the tact. Men approaching someone. I mean, that was more of an accusation rather than an intervention. Right. Exactly. And I mean, they're, and fine, they're, the claws are out there attacking each other. And, and you know, with, with, um, with you women, <laughs> Marissa, but, you know, the scorn of a woman, you know, all bets are off. It's interesting, though. So Ange and, and Rita stay in the middle of all of it. Um, and, it just kind of gets resolved at the end where it's like, okay, we're not going to like each other. We're barely going to talk, but we can maybe be within five feet of each other, not stab each other. And that's the quote resolution we get. The question I'm, I continue to ask, and I think we need to interview more people from the show. I'm always wondering about Renee's role on the show because Renee's sister, Marissa is the one who created the show. And is oh, really? yeah, and she's not one of these people created it and walked away. She's heavily involved with the production. So shenanigans would make you think that Jen, that's the sister, is feeding Renee push this button or 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 allow this button to be pushed within you. Or let's use the pill thing to get more publicity. You would think that. I mean, that's just the knee jerk cynic. However, from what we hear, uh, what Jen has said in interviews, that she didn't even want Renee on the show initially. Renee was saying, God, I'll do wardrobe. She had done that in her past. She had done wardrobe for celebrities. She said, let me at least do wardrobe. I just want to work on the show. Um, so who knows? You know, Renee may have been the center of attention in that family for a long time, and this might have been Jen's chance to finally step up and do something on her own. Maybe not. You know, maybe... She just runs the camera and allows the pieces to fall where they may. I'm sure she's rooting for her sister. I mean, it's her sister. It's an Italian family. So they're going to, no matter how bad they hate each other in the end, they're going to stick together. Typical Italian family, no matter what. I have a brother like that too. You know, my oldest brother. Like, but at the end of the day, we know we're solid. Um, But I'm, I don't know. I, I, was careful to watch last year's reunion when a couple of the fights went down and just the way they reacted to Jen, all the girls made it seem as though she is equally the puppet master with all of them. And that it's not her and Renee in the same camp. It seems that way, but I wonder if, I don't know. I wonder how much she's involved with, these subplots and I wonder with her sister and with all of them. And then I wonder now at this point, if she's not involved in those subplots, how aware the girls are, you know, Drita to say, okay, let's have a brunch. Let's go, let's create a brunch. Let's, let me go sit with, let me bring the information. Carla said to Renee, you know, you just wonder, is that Drita 
knowing that's good TV, or is that the Sister Jen saying it? And then I say the same thing about the the pills. Is that Renee saying, hey, I'll go to rehab, it'll get me um, recognition, it'll make headlines, or it'll just make me the center of attention, just more drama for me. And furthermore, maybe even without cameras, I, th- I feel like with Renee, without the cameras, she's all that drama. She's always the center of attention, whether she's dancing at a club um, or being the loudest one in a fight. So as I'm speaking out loud to myself, I'm going to lean on the side of the fact that they're, this is authentic, more authentic than we think. I think, but the Drita thing here, her going back and forth, I don't know. I don't know. But then again, see, this is why I need, I need you, the fans, to help me. I need Jesse. I need Cam. I need my Grant. I need my co-hosts. And Marissa, I need you to start watching this. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll watch one episode. All right. Well, watch the first one because I think that's all you'll need to see. Okay. And, I, and, and I'm watching it with my girlfriend, and her mouth was agape, literally. And I mean literally, was open. And to a point where she said, you got to look at my mouth right now. <laughs> and then she, it went back into the position of being wide open because she was so stunned at what she saw tonight. Um, let's it move. sounds real. I mean, who writes that? Well, yeah. No, I mean, yes, no one's going to write it. It's all of it's there. But you just wonder, because I, I go back to, you know, the situation, what he always said. You know, he, was, he used to say that my job is to make good TV. And so he's like, it's a lot of work thinking of what I need to do to make really good TV. And I actually think that that is what got in the way of him the last, say, four seasons of that show. But you just wonder. You wonder what, what they know, and you wonder what producers are saying to them. But I don't know. We'll do more due diligence. We'll see if we can find out. End of the day, I'm entertained either way. And at the end of the day, we know there's just certain facts they can't get around. I mean, certain legal facts of things that are really going on that there's no way around. So that's why uh, I was a little worn out last season. I had even told Phil, I said, geez, I'm so busy going into this new year. We were launching another broadcast network and we have a couple of shows hitting TV and uh, our our movie comes out in the spring. And I just was like, "I, I can't, I can't. But now I'm addicted. I'm totally sucked in, Marissa. I'm in love with my, my mob wives again. I want to make them mine. They pulled you back in. They pulled me back in. That's it. You, just when you think you get out, they pull you back in. Godfather 3. Okay, so let's go to predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Uh, well, as I said, we don't have predictions for the entire, for, for next week, but we have predictions for the entire series. We are going to see Ramona versus Drita. That's been a long time coming. We're going to see Carla versus Love. Oh my, and like, so Carla opening up whoop ass on Renee and then opening up on Love, who we know poisons, stabs, beats and pulls guns on people. Crazy. We see a fight at the bar. We see that Renee's going to get taken off to therapy for a month. And so I cringe because I'm like, oh, my God, how do we live a month without Renee? And I'm hoping that in Renee fashion, she'll only make it a few days or a week because that's she'll be getting too little attention there. 
I'm thinking. Then we're going to have Joe and Carla because Joe's, I, I want to meet Joe's 22-year-old cutie. I like, I have such admiration for him. He has a, had a great wife in Carla, but he traded her in for a 22-year-old. So I hope we get to meet her. We're going to see Karen's guy potentially cheating in Arizona, which, you know, she's in New York most of the time. So that's kind of a no-brainer that that's going to happen. And we are, see some letters from Dorita, and that's where my, um, no, I, letters to, I think, to Renee, maybe from Junior. Maybe. I'm not so sure. And then we know that Lee, uh, Lee's going to be getting out of jail soon. And I, I wonder, that's Drita's husband. And I, I wonder, and I'm hoping it's during the course of this season. So, uh, thank you, you guys, for bearing with me alone. Next week, we should be fully staffed and ready to get into this. Uh, please, comments, questions, etc. cetera. Uh, you can tweet at AfterBuzzTV. You can write info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And Marissa, how do they talk to you? Um, I'm on Twitter at TV. At SerafiniTV. S-E-R-A-F-I-N-I-T-V. That's right. Okay, yes. guys. Awesome. We'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. But later. No, no, no. One more time. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.